Welcome back to the Alts Podcast. I'm your host, Horatio Ruiz. We bring you industry leaders and creators to give their insights on the rapidly changing and exciting world of alternative assets. Opinions expressed on this podcast by the host and podcast guests are for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice. Podcast hosts and guests may maintain positions in the offerings discussed in this podcast. The intro song, Fishing for Pets, is written and composed by Alan Goldscher from his latest release, Live at the Lakeview Lounge. Our guest today is Victor Ma, founder of NFT. Victor is a serial entrepreneur. From running popular social media accounts to running a family-owned restaurant and buying and selling domain names. Victor actually sold us the alt.co domain name. His latest project is NFT, your link in bio for Web3, where you can mint your online username and sell it like any other NFT with the ability to share all your social media accounts in one place. Victor's idea for NFT comes from his experience with domain names and owning a form of online real estate. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Victor. So I know that we were talking about, you know, how I found out you had a, a restaurant in Brooklyn and uh, I was like, oh, all right, man. So on top of like the domain stuff and on top of NF.TD, like, I was like, do you also own a restaurant? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we did. You know, I was one of the partners. It was a family business. Um, so it was my, you know, my dad, my cousin, our family friend and I, you know, four of us, you know, we had an opportunity to take over a space in downtown Brooklyn very commercial district, you know, right off like a main street. At that time in 2016, you know, it was kind of like a food desert, not a lot of good food options. And we were brainstorming and came up with the idea of like a fast, casual, you know, Chinese restaurant. So our mission, our goal was to basically take authentic Chinese food and format it into a familiar setting, you know, for like a lunch, you know, fast, casual crowd. We spent eight months doing demolition and construction. It was, a, it was a pawn shop before the space, actually, believe it or not. So, you know, eight months of hauling rubble and mixing concrete and, you know, a lot of trips to Home Depot and restaurant supply stores in New York and kind of building out the space. And then we opened in December 2016. So it was really busy when we opened. You know, we basically jumped straight into operating a restaurant, you know, six, seven days a week until COVID, you know, we closed there in COVID and, and never opened again. So, you know, we had a restaurant and uh, it was a great experience, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything, you know, working with family is, is fulfilling, but tough at the same time, you know, you're very close to uh, the people you work with, um, both good and bad. but it was around that time, you know, running the, you know, operating the restaurant where I kind of started thinking more about, you know, online stuff and kind of the digital world as opposed to the physical world and got really into domain investing right around 2017, you know, late 2017. So about a year after the restaurant opened. I imagine that you would have been a domain guy first and that then you kind of had this opportunity to open the restaurant afterward. How did you get into that, that domain investing side? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I kind of was always interested in domain names. You know, I've always thought of them as, as real estate, but on the internet, um, it's kind of like the only piece of the internet you could own at that time, you know, before, you know, before NFTs and, and you know, kind of blockchain technology. So I've always, you know, thought of it that way and, and never really kind of pursued it um, until the restaurant opened and started thinking more about, you know, foot traffic and real estate and, and um, kind of bringing that point of view to the online world. And, you know, it wasn't until I came across an article, I think on .io domains, 
so kind of alternative extensions, um, you know, .io, .ai, you know, the kind of popular country code, CCTLD, top-level domains, when I kind of went down the domain rabbit hole. So just to kind of tie it together, you were in the, the, the restaurant business, right? So you were looking to kind of uh, start that up. So you always had that kind of uh, business background, that entrepreneurial kind of, kind of spirit. And then I guess in some ways, it's kind of crazy, like starting that business, you know, operating, helping to operate that business with your family kind of got the, the gears turning a little bit more toward real estate as a business. And then now how about real estate? You made that jump to the internet. That's pretty cool. Yeah, 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 definitely. And, um, you know, before the restaurant industry, I actually had like large social media accounts. So I had like large Twitter accounts, large Instagram accounts, you know, a couple hundred thousand followers at that time. This is like 2013, 2014. Um, and was basically monetizing those with like paid shout outs. And, you know, that was kind of a business model, you know, eight, eight, nine years ago at that time, it'll, you know, kind of ties into the, the domain world of like, you know, just another digital asset you can kind of work and build an audience around and build a community around and, and, you know, kind of see how that grows. What kind of content did you have? Um, it was very like, uh, it was like comedy kind of like uh, meme accounts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so you were familiar with the having it like branding, right? I guess a lot of it goes into is branding and um you know the followers are expecting a certain kind of content from you um and then and then so you have that experience you, you do the restaurant and, and domains um and you mentioned before so there's so many things i'm just trying to like juggle together because it's so it's so cool the, the evolution right of of how you kind of have gone about things how did you go about investing in domains like was that something that you went through like an encyclopedia and like looked at certain words or or were you looking for one word names that would fit into the the dot ios that you had discovered how did you start yeah that's that's a good question um you know if i had been born in a different decade you know let's say like late 70s or, or early 80s and kind of was around for when the dot coms were first being registered you know i think that would have been a great opportunity obviously to snatch those up um but you know, by the time I was using the internet, you know, all the great .com domains had been taken for, you know, a number of years already. Um, and you'll oftentimes hear people say things like, you know, .com is king. Um, and in some ways it is, you know, it's the most widely adopted, most popular domain extension on the internet by far. Um, and it has, you know, decades and probably trillions of dollars of you know, advertising and brand recognition. And, you know, there's, there's no dispute that the most valuable, you know, the most valuable domain sales are always going to be in .com for one words. Um, but having a .com domain is not realistic for a lot of companies. You know, there are a lot of companies called Beacon and Mesh and, and Doc and Parse, you know, kind of like one word tech, you know, one word tech domains. Um, and there can only be one beacon.com, there can only be one mesh.com, you know, and it's likely impossible for these companies to get their exact match.com domains. So these alternative extensions that tech has kind of adopted, like .io for general tech, .ai for artificial intelligence, .co is popular for kind of direct-to-consumer brands, you know, .gg for esports, .ar for augmented reality, and so on. You know, these are great 
for startups, for younger companies to brand around. And they kind of, in some ways, are better than .com because they give people an easy way to immediately get what your company is doing. You know, so if your company is Mesh, let's say, for example, and your domain is Mesh.xyz, you know, I can safely assume in 2022 that you're a Web3 company. You know, and if your company is Mesh and your domain is Mesh.ai, I can assume that you're incorporating some sort of, you know, AI into your tech somehow, you know, it kind of is a shortcut and it's a nice shortcut for people to have. So what are you seeing in the space right now? Like, what are some of the more popular extension names that you're seeing? Can you talk some more about what some of those trends are? Yeah, if you're looking to become a Web3 company, you know, I would say .xyz is the most popular domain extension. There were a couple of companies and, um, you know, a, a pretty big VC that was using .xyz a number of years ago. And it kind of just hit a tipping point last year where it seemed like every Web3 company was using .xyz. .io started becoming quite popular in the early 2010s, I would say, in kind of general tech. And a few years later, you know, you would see .ai is becoming very popular for .ai and .gg the past couple of years for, for esports. So that's kind of where I like to invest are these one word domains in country code extensions that I can see being adopted for something else than just their country abbreviation. And it's fun to think about kind of where, what, what those options could be. You know, .vc is popular for, you know, venture capital firms. But I, I've been seeing some more, more and more, you know, .ids around for, you know, con- companies doing identity tech. I saw a .pm a couple weeks ago for a company specializing in product management tools. Um, so it's really up to, you know, someone's creativity and, and, you know, their own brandability on what they want to use, really. So if someone wants to get started uh, investing like in domain names, right, are all the good ones taken? Like, how should they approach the market? Is it a matter of coming up with domain names or finding the right buying opportunities? You know, in a lot of these extensions, all the good one words have been taken for a couple of years already, usually. So for someone like me, who I would say is fairly new to domain investing, you know, I've only been doing it for three or four years, probably at this at this time. I spent a lot of time researching domain extensions, you know, looking at marketplaces, looking at expiration auctions, and kind of typing in words I like into extensions I like, seeing what the landing page is like, seeing if it's for sale. You know, I know you had a great interview with Slade a couple months ago from um, Loomis, and he was talking about being like an internet sleuth and kind of sleuthing and kind of having to do the research on who owns the domain. And once you find them, seeing if it's for sale and if it is for sale, you know, kind of, you know, inquiring what the price is, you know, a lot of my time is spent on domaining is, you know, is doing kind of research like that. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned Slate before. I know he contacted you about Stefan and Wyatt being interested in buying, you know, Alts.co. So you you sold us the Alts.co domain name. And I want to know if you could take us through that process, that meeting of the minds that, that Slate was so like really good at describing in that podcast that you, that you mentioned. Yeah. So for someone who wants to sell domains, I think there are really only three real options to do that. You know, one is through a broker. So, you know, either through yourself or through a broker doing outbound outreach. So either you reach out to companies 
uh, you think would be a good fit or you hire a broker to do that reach for you. Two is listing on a marketplace. So listing on like Afternic, uh, you know, AFT, ER, NIC, that's kind of like a domain um, marketplace network. They kind of cross list like GoDaddy and Namecheap and some of the other registrars. And then three is having like a landing page. So either creating your own landing page or using something like FD or domain.io or dan.com and literally having a page that says this domain is for sale, you know, buy it now or, or contact me. So I think I had alts.co on a landing page and then also listed on the marketplaces. I think it was on, on after Nick also. And um, I've received a number of inquiries in the couple of years that I had it from other companies. None that were as serious as, as alt.co, as alternative assets, um, as you guys. Um, so the conversations didn't really go that far. So when I received an email from Slade, you know, Slade actually, I think, used the registrar's who is contact form. So the registrar for alt.co, I had it as was at Dynadot. And um, some registrars, because the who is are hidden now, they're you know, under who is privacy, they'll allow like kind of like a back channel contact form. Um, not every registrar does that, but some do. Like Dynadot uh, does that. GoDaddy, Porkbun, you know, a couple other ones. So that's how Slade was able to get in contact with me. And through that, we kind of started just, you know, chatting about, about the domain and kind of, you know, following to see what next steps were. Just out of curiosity, are there any other digital assets that you invest in? Like maybe NFTs or uh, anything outside of the domain space? So mostly domains in terms of digital assets, you know, and I don't, have a lot of domains. There's different ways to go about your portfolio. Also, if you're investing in domains, some people specialize in two word .coms. Some people specialize in kind of made up brandable words. Some specialize in one word country code domains like me. So I think it's important to kind of do your research and see what's selling. Um, Namebio.com is a great resource on kind of looking at historical sales. You can kind of break it down by extension, by date. They're amazing. And, you know, analyzing what the trends are and what the market is and um, kind of seeing where you're able to fit in. So, you know, I only have probably 20 or 30.io domains, 20 or 30.ai domains. I think I have like six or seven .xyz domains. So my portfolio isn't, isn't huge. So, you know, you have to kind of take into account your investment the, you know, your sales expectations and kind of what average sell through rate is for a portfolio, which is can be quite small sometimes, you know, one to 2%, they say is the average, average amount. All right. So why domains and that part of the Web3 space and not so much, say, NFTs, which is what most people think of when we talk about digital assets? What was it about domains that kind of drew you in? You know, I, I wish I got into NFTs earlier, you know, like everyone else. But, you know, they say domain names are like the original NFTs. You know, it's like the part of the Internet that you could actually own at one point. And, you know, now with the introduction of blockchain technology, you're able to own digital assets a lot easier and be, be able to see who owns what and be able to, you know, transact and transfer those assets, you know, easier too. So it's opened up a whole new world of, you know, what could be possibly owned online. You know, but to answer your question, I mean... I think, um, you know, domains were interesting to me from 
a words having value perspective. You know, I've always thought of words as having value. I always wondered why a brand would pay for a word that was more valuable than another word. On that same front, another you know, kind of digital asset I've always thought about were, were usernames, you know, social media usernames. So it's a kind of like a flex to have like a short social media handle, you know, on, on Instagram or on Twitter. If you have like a one or two character Instagram handle or a one word Instagram handle or one word Twitter handle, you know, let's say your name, for example, you know, if you had, you know, at Horatio on Instagram or at Horatio on Twitter, it's, it's somewhat of a flex because you were, you know, you were there early, you recognized it, or you're able to secure that somehow. So it was kind of thinking of those two things, you know, words having value and social media handles where, you know, I kind of came up with the idea of NFT, NF.TD. That's such an interesting explanation about words having value and some being more valuable than others, which takes us right into your next venture, NFT. Can you talk about what NFT is and the value of what you're doing, which is, you know, minting your own Web3 username? Yeah, so we're building NFT'd as the Lincoln Bio for Web3. You know, so our entire mission is to kind of bridge the gap between you know Web2 and Web3. So we want to give people an easy, simple, elegant way to signal they're part of Web3, that they're part of the community, that they're you know interested in NFTs, interested in, in DAOs, you know, decentralized autonomous organizations through something that they're already familiar with, you know, which is their Lincoln bio. So for people that, that don't know, Lincoln bio is basically a, it's like a type of site um, that makes it very easy for you to organize a lot of links into one link. And the reason why Lincoln bios have become popular is because social media sites like Instagram and Twitter only allow one URL in your bio, you know, so you can only have one link in your social media profile, essentially. So instead of having to constantly, you know, change that out or, you know, having to kind of have all these workarounds, Lincoln bio companies realize that, you know, they just made it very easy for someone to kind of aggregate all their links into one link, you know, might be a tool people would be interested in using. So we're basically doing that same thing, but, incorporating Web3 elements into that. So, you know, like you said, um, a user can, you know, on our site, once they connect their wallet, you know, their Ethereum wallet, they can mint their username as an NFT. So if you wanted Horatio, for example, nf.td slash Horatio, you can mint that as a username. And um, we would actually, through our smart contract, basically generate a custom SVG for you that is an NFT. And the metadata in that NFT allows you to customize your profile on our site, your Lincoln bio on our site. And you can, you know, once you're in, you can add your links very easily and then also verify your profile picture through your wallet and verify your, you know, your ENS domain if you have like a .eth domain as well. So you can meet your username and put a link, for example, like on your Twitter page and that can link like to your other uh, social media accounts? Exactly. So it's just like any other URL, take like any other link in bio, you can put it on your Twitter profile, you can put it on your Instagram profile, you can put it in your, you know, your email footer if you want. I imagine that there might be other like link in bio companies that maybe have already done something similar in web two. So I guess my question is like, how is NFT the web three aspect maybe a little bit different than 
say, the Web2 aspect, where you had companies already doing the, the link in bio theme? Yeah, you know, Web3 moves so fast. I'm less worried about um, other Lincoln Bio companies doing what we're doing, because if you don't understand Web3, if you're not part of what's going on, it's hard to kind of grasp what's happening uh, because it moves so fast. So we're, um, you know, about to launch in private beta pretty soon in the next couple of weeks. And we're going to have a couple hundred private beta testers who will use the platform and mint their usernames, customize their profiles and, and start sharing. Um, so, you know, our entire mission is to basically, you know, we want to kind of onboard as many people from Web2 into Web3 as possible, you know. So in the same way where a lot of these profile picture NFTs, like, you know, all the board apes and, and doodles and all the other ones you see on, on Twitter kind of help to onboard people to Web3 through something that they were familiar with, which is their profile picture, we're doing that same thing through their URL. So on your site, nf.td, uh, you mentioned the opportunities that there are for OGs, which is the first 2,500 people to mint their username on NFT. Can you talk about that, about the OGs and maybe the perks of being one? Yeah. So the term OGs actually comes from OG usernames, which is a term you'll see when people talk about short Instagram and Twitter handles usually. So, you know, first name Instagram handles or, you know, one, two or three letter Instagram or Twitter handles. Those are kind of called OG usernames. And there's um, kind of like niche communities that, that talk about this kind of stuff you know, in, in these terms. So for us, the first 2,500 usernames on NFT are OG usernames. So, you know, it's also a kind of a way for us to give back to our early supporters. You know, if you're one of the first people to you know, mint a username and kind of believe in, in the platform, we're going to, you know, give you, you know, kind of OG exclusive perks and benefits, like, you know, an, an OG badge, which is like our, our version of like a verified badge on your profile. Um, you get early access to upcoming features, um, or, you know, we're thinking very carefully about other features for NFT, like DAO badges, you know, you can kind of display what DAOs you're a part of on your profile in an elegant way. And, um, you know, secure messaging between NFT profiles as well. So you get, you know, early access to those test features, you know, and kind of other, you know, perks and discounts and things we're building in. Another part of NFT is that you mentioned building a community around it. How do you plan on doing that? What is the argument for even building a community in Web3? And I see it as a, it's a trend. It's definitely happening. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. You know, I think... You know, especially the last couple of years, you know, as people are transitioning more of their lives, you know, online to the digital world and kind of sometimes struggling to find their place online, it, you know, it's more and more important to build the tools, you know, for people to find a community, to be able to aggregate around things you're interested in and be able to chat about things you're interested in, you know, in a way that is easy for people, in a way that makes sense for people, you know, so you know, right now, you know, the most popular platform for kind of chatting is Discord. You know, Discord was a app built for gaming originally, I believe. And it's kind of been adopted by, you know, kind of crypto and Web3 in the past couple of years. And you can kind of see the problems that Discord has if you're if you ever, you know, open the app. I mean, you know, it's it's full of um dm bots and and kind of it's uh it's cluttered and you know and all that kind of stuff so you know th i think that's one is like kind of figuring out how to let people 
you know, communicate about things that they're interested in and gather around communities they're interested in. But also, you know, as we kind of move more and more of our lives online, I think it's important also to, you know, give people an easy way to, you know, signal uh, you know, about what they're interested in. So, you know, profile pictures, you know, have, you know, PFP avatars have, you know, basically taken over Twitter if you're on crypto Twitter or, or you know, NFT Twitter or Web3 Twitter. And, you know, we think that NFT, you know, your link in bio is going to be, you know, a signal for people, you know, in a simple and elegant way that they're familiar with already. You mentioned before that you're in private beta with about 100 users. Can someone still get involved with that? Or how can anyone interested start to get involved with NFT? And maybe even can you talk about like, once the private beta ends, what else do you have in the works? Yeah, so our private beta is almost ready to launch. So we're, you know, we're pretty much have the entire list ready. And, you know, depending on how our, our private beta launch goes, um, you know, we'll have a, you know, obviously a public launch, you know, soon after that. So the best way to get your username early before someone else does is to follow our Twitter. So got NFT, you know, twitter.com slash GOT NFTD got NFT. Um, we'll maybe make announcements there and then, you know, on our Discord also. You know, the next steps for us are to kind of, you know, work with the community that, we, that we're going to build and introducing features that make the most sense. You know, we're big believers in DAOs, you know, so we think DAO badges will be interesting for people. You know, we would love to do things like custom, you know, NFT artist collaborations on themes, you know, custom themes and custom backgrounds. And... You know, one thing that's interesting with, you know, with NFT and kind of ties back into the OG usernames is, you know, because the username you mint is an NFT, you can actually buy and sell NFT usernames. So just like any other NFT, you can actually buy and sell, you know, a username on our site, you know, on a marketplace like, you know, OpenSea or, or something else, um, because it, it's an NFT, essentially what it is. So, you know, we're thinking you know, carefully about the uh, NFT username aspect of the site, but then also the, you know, community, you know, link and bio part of the site too. Victor, thanks so much for talking with me and letting us learn more about NFT. What's the best way to get in touch with you? So the best way is uh, through my NFT page, nf.td slash Victor. Um, it has all my links on it. it, has my, you know, email, my Twitter, all my links are, you know, in one place, which is, you know, my, my link in bio, my NFT. Of course, that makes sense. And I should add, thanks for selling us the all.co domain name. That was a big deal for us when it went through. Uh, once we decided that uh, Alternative Assets Club wasn't quite up to par. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I love the domain for you guys. You know, I was looking at all the podcasts that you've done and, you know, congrats on so many shows. It seems like you've interviewed a lot of, you know, awesome people. I'm totally honored to be a guest. You know, I don't think I quite match up to, you know, your other guests, you know, just yet, but I had a lot of fun today and loved being here and I can chat about domain names and, you know, NFTs forever. So I really appreciate it. Hey man, it's all about the guests. And no, I, I think that you just gave out so much valuable information and I'm sure you're going to do very well with NFT. Uh, so hopefully we can reconnect in the near future. Yeah, definitely. Sounds good. What a great conversation with Victor. A lot of his ideas led us into the mind of an entrepreneur and the way they see marketplaces taking shape. His latest project, NFT, has all the potential in the world. Taking your username and tokenizing it for all time. At Alt, we wish Victor all the best and we give him a big thanks for selling us such a cool domain name. If you enjoyed today's podcast, let others know about it. 
We find our guests so interesting and knowledgeable, and I know others will too. Or leave a review or hit the follow button. Until the next episode, take care.